Hello, and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor Francisco, and I'm your host. The Tiny Moments Podcast is all about appreciating those tiny moments in life because one day you're going to look back and realize they were actually the big moments. Expect a lot of conversations about life, self-love, growth, and sometimes TMI. I hope that if you're listening, you take something away from this episode or you feel inspired or maybe you just feel a little bit happier than you did earlier. Thank you so much for being here with me and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor from taylorfrancisco.com and I am a social media manager, writer, content creator, and more. Today's episode is going to be so much fun, you guys. It's super different from what you usually hear, but I feel like it's the perfect segue into something that's coming. But today we have my friend, Sam. You guys already know her. If you're following me on Instagram, then you definitely know her because I talk about her 24 seven. I'm a little obsessed. She has a business called Lemon Sugar Bar. She is the best sugarist and she's here today. She's going to be interviewing me. She's actually going to take the reins on the show today. So Sam, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell everyone what's up, what the plan is for today. Hi, it's me. I'm back. Uh, My name is San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) We're married. For those of you who don't know. Sam Thomas from Lemon Sugar Bar. Um, Yeah, I'm here today to interview Taylor. I feel like there's a lot of things that uh, we don't know about Taylor. She's shady sometimes and sometimes she's not. So we're here to get to the the core of everything Taylorlicious. So... Okay, hold up. Do she just really start the episode like this? Okay. <laughs> okay, well, now I have to give them a little bit of a backstory. We can't just say Taylorlicious and not say anything. Yes. Okay. Let's, should we tell them about our late night conversations? Yes. Okay, go on. Okay, just <laughs> hand it to me. Okay, so basically, if you guys are like around my age or older, I don't even know how old you need to be to know what MSN is. Do you? I feel like... Everybody listening knows about MSN. I hope so. Because that would be, okay. (laughs) I mean, that would for sure be like your 25 to 40s age range. Do you think like people who are 20 know what MSN is? No, I don't. (gasps) I don't think they know. That's awful. Because people who are 20 were born in 2001. Ew. Oh my God. Okay. Regardless. (laughs) So MSN, this was like a chat, like... Think of like Instagram DM before Instagram, but like so much better and more fun. You could like, you could like FaceTime on there, but it was called like webcam at the time. Like, I don't, oh my God, I I really feel old. (laughs) I feel old explaining this. Anyway, Sam and I talk like every night and I literally feel like I'm chatting with her on MSN. Like I'm a kid up past my bedtime and it's so much fun. But anyway... When I brought that up, I was like, oh my God, this is MSN vibes. I made the mistake of telling Sam that my old, <laughs> my old MSN name was Taylorlicious. For those of you who don't know, Fergie, my homegirl from the Black Eyed Peas, came out with a song called Fergalicious, and I was Taylorlicious. Actually, I'm not even ashamed about it, but like <laughs> you just totally threw me on blast, which is fine. <laughs> Taylorlicious and proud. She told me nothing was off limits today, so we are just <laughs> diving right in. But anyways, how are you? What's new? Um, I'm great because I'm drinking this matcha drink that you got me. Um, Everything is new, I feel. I have like a bunch of different businesses on the go right now. My life, even compared to when we met, I feel is just so different. So I don't even know how to like answer that question. There's so much going on. Yeah. Taylor and I literally met eight months ago. Has it only been that long? I think it's been about eight months. And we started sort of collaborating on a couple of things. And and now we just are best buds for life. So (laughs) besties, you know how it is. (laughs) um so yeah that's been a lot of fun um but yeah lots changed for you in the last eight months like things have really gone really well for you like I'm so proud of you thank you I'm so proud of you I'm like I'm just so happy we connected because I really feel like I had like okay my other friends are amazing and all the people that I like grew up with and things like that but the people that I met since starting my business like it's so crucial because 
you need people who are doing what you're doing. You need women who are like-minded and just all these different things. So like, I'm so grateful that we became friends and that we're sassholes together. That's your trademark. But yeah, everything is just so different. Like, I don't know. I feel like listeners of the Tiny Moments podcast kind of know what my journey has been. But I guess in the last like eight months, um, I've launched my social media agency, launched FTK Connect Canada, had the launch party, which you came to. It was a really good time. Um, Have a few other projects in the works. Going for surgery in a few, literally a few days when we're recording this. So that's also new. Um, Everything is just new right now. I feel going on. Yes. Yeah, your FTK party was a blast. Thank you. I've never been to anything <laughs> like that before. It was so cool. And Amazing. I felt so like excited to be invited. It was like, it was so cool to me because it was at Saddlery on Market. Yeah. Um, which I had never been to like the restaurant portion of that before either, but it was really cool. I loved the setup, but mm-hmm. I loved how to get down to your event. You had to like go down this like long dark <laughs> yeah. hallway and like down the stairs. You're like, is Taylor going to murder me today? Like what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> Legit. And then there's a guy down there. I've never been on a list before. <laughs> And I was on a list and he had my name and I thought I was going to get rejected, but he actually let me in and I'm like, woo. So that was a ton of fun. Um, so thank you for inviting me. You're an A-lister at that party. I'm telling you, okay, another backstory. I feel like we're not even getting to your questions yet. I'm so sorry. But when we were talking about this event, you were literally like, oh my God, did I just invite myself? I'm like, bitch, you are literally top five on my list that I, and I hadn't even told you about it because I, we sent out invites like super late because we just didn't know with like restrictions or what was going on but yeah you you were an a-lister at that party girl I definitely (laughs) felt like I invited myself because I thought we were talking about the event that you're gonna have like in June yeah um and so I was like oh yeah like I'm totally gonna be there I can't wait I'm excited (laughs) and then I'm like oh shit I don't think I'm even invited to this I'm just gonna show up of course you are okay first of all we're besties we're gonna be sister wives soon like you're You're not obligated, but like kind of to come to all my events. Yeah. So like for sure. Yeah. I'll be there. <laughs> um, okay, so I was gonna tell you to get us some of your like backstory and just like a recap of, of your journey and everything. But you just did that. Yeah, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So first of all, I wanted to ask you, what is your like age range? Like what is your podcast's like key, I guess, like demographic? Oh, um, know what that's interesting I feel like if you're I don't know I feel like if you're maybe 18 and older not that there's like explicit like only fans type content here but I just think back to like myself at 18 I did not give a shit about my mindset or manifestation or business or work even I was literally like run me my check like I'm here for a good time not a long time so like I don't know I I but I feel like the landscape is kind of changing I feel like a lot more younger people are into like personal development and different things. So I don't know, I guess, yeah, maybe 18 and older. I've never thought of that. Well, I'm here to tell you that you have one fan who is seven. Oh, <laughs> and she is obsessed with you and thinks that you are the sweetest. And her name is Avery and she's my spawn. <laughs> and she loves Taylor. She sends Taylor emojis all the time. But she had two questions that she wanted me to ask you. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Yeah. This is the cutest thing ever. Because <laughs> so, I was asking her, I was like, what do I ask Taylor? I'm trying to put together this list. And what do you think? And she was like, OK, well, first of all, how old are you? <laughs> I am 26. Okay. And her second thing, because she is obsessed with YouTube, she wants to know how many YouTube videos do you have? Oh my gosh, Avery, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I I know for sure I have over 10. Okay. I feel like that's a safe number. Well, she's going to think that's a lot and she will be very excited. Okay. Well, after this, I'm going to go through and count so that you can go home and actually tell her because I feel like I'm disappointing her right now. I don't know. <laughs> you could never disappoint her. She loves you. <laughs> Um, okay, so are you ready to jump right into it? I am. I felt like we did already, but you know, sure. Yeah. Well, to, okay, yes. <laughs> to the question, to my like very strategic, printed up, written questions. I love like, that. The type A and me just had to have sitting in front of me. So, okay, are you ready? Ready. If you had a billboard to represent yourself, what would you want it to display? Oh, I mean, me looking cute, obviously. 
<laughs> and then probably like, it's interesting because I have a social media agency and that's like the one of the main things that I do, but I feel like I would want it to be something about, I would want a motivational quote, like something really inspiring, maybe something like jump before you're ready. Yeah. Like ju- not Nike, just do it. But like, you know what I mean? <laughs> just just do it. Um, something like that I feel like would be my jam. I feel like that would suit you perfectly because I, I feel like that's who you are. I feel like you're always the say yes first and figure out the rest later yeah. kind of a girl. So I would agree that would be totally you. Yeah. Aww. I'm like, I don't know if it's a good thing that I say yes and then figure it out. I think it is, but I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a situation where I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I mean, look at you though, right? Like you've said yes to all of these things that have brought so much to your life. Yeah. And I think that that's really wise. Like I think more people need to say yes to opportunities rather than talking themselves out of things. That's true. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. And how do you think that your like closest friends would describe you? I think they would describe me as extra. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, what is the word? I don't know if it's loyal. Well, loyal for sure. But I think one thing a lot of my friends notice about me is that I'm always like, I always want to voice how much I appreciate them. I'm like, I don't care if I told you this 20,000 times. Like, I need to tell you I love you. I need to tell you I, I appreciate you. I need to tell you why. That's just kind of my thing. So I think, I don't even know how you would, what word I would use to describe that. But I think that's what they would describe me as. Extra, loyal, and whatever that <laughs> voicing my opinions and nice thoughts is. <laughs> that's what we love about you. Aww. Personally, I wanted to describe you as like, you have such a huge heart. And I feel like you just have love for everybody which I think is really admirable um such a like magnetic personality like you're just the type of person that everybody wants to know because you you hone in and you focus on on a person and you just make them feel you know like in your world which is really cool and yeah gosh that makes me cry right now (laughs) don't cry yeah you just like I feel like when you're talking to a person like you truly take what they're saying, like you take it to heart, you listen and, you know, you give your like honest feedback or response, which I think is just really rare. I think that, you know, conversation is so surface for a lot of people and I don't feel like it's ever like that with you. So I, that's what I would say about you as a person. So. Oh my gosh. Uh, Sam, bestie. I love you too. Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay. Gosh. So I want to start from like the beginning of things. So like, okay childhood okay how was your birth no just kidding Um, (laughs) ask my mom she has a terrible story which has made me literally not want to have kids so she ever wants to hop on the show mom yeah come on mom let's talk um what was your childhood like like how okay what were you like as a child um I was also okay my mom will say that I was like shy when I was really young but then I think as I got a little bit older, I was extra, I was outspoken. I was always the person who on my report card said that I talked too much and too loudly. Now here I am talking loudly and way too much on the pod. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> she just gave you all the favor. Just oh my God, not them. Just my old, some of my old teachers. I'm not going to name them. But um, yeah, I think I've always been the person who's really opinionated, but who like doesn't want to be mean to anybody and at the same time um I think me as a child is kind of who I am now in a way like as a small child I think like moving into middle school and high school I had a lot of issues just like being insecure like obsessed with how I look as most teenagers but I think like who I was as a kid is still kind of how I am now yeah that makes sense yeah yeah for sure like yeah. I, I can see that I feel like you're very like <laughs> authentically yourself and I I can imagine you as a little Taylor running around, <laughs> just being the sweetest. Just shooting the shit. <laughs> so, like, what, like, what kind of, like, click were you in? Like, were you, like, a band kid or were you a cheerleader or what was um, your thing? You know what's kind of interesting? So, like, in the beginning and, like, just based on where I grew up, I had a lot of, like, white friends, which... I didn't realize I was always like the only brown kid in my class until like people started pointing it out or they'd ask me questions or I'd look at my school photos and be like, oh my God, like I'm literally the only brown person, which is fine. But I think like later in high school and again, like not 
not that your race defines like how you are, but I think it was cool when I got into high school to see like other people who look like me. Um, and even just like the scene, I kind of didn't know, like, okay, I guess you could say I was like the popular person in middle school and high school, but I feel like I didn't really find my true, cause like, and being biracial, I, or not biracial, but like mixed, I feel like when I was with my white friends, I was always, oh, you're so Asian, like, oh my God, right? And then I'm with my Asian friends, they're like, oh, you're so white, you know? <laughs> okay, so like yeah. that side of things, it was kind of hard to like figure out where I kind of fit in, even though I did fit in with like the cool kids or whatever you want to call it. Um, but in that aspect, I felt kind of like, I don't know, like I didn't really have a spot, but then later in high school, like maybe grade 10, when I started dancing, that's where I was like, okay, I found my people. Like this gives me, you know, a group of people that I connect with. We all love to express ourselves. We all work hard for the same kind of goal. So I feel like at that point, that's when I was like, okay. And then at that point, it didn't matter what your skin color was. We're all doing the same thing on stage. We all look the same in a way, right? We're all doing the same moves and whatever. So I feel like that was the point where I was like, okay, this is where I fit in. So the short answer to that is my like click was the dancers. And then even in university, like I was a competitive dancer for years. The only reason why I stopped is the car accidents I was in, but like that was my group. And that's like where a lot of my closest friends came from, honestly. I feel like you could just get along with anybody. I feel like even <laughs> if you like had a click or like a group that you were like in, mm-hmm. I feel like you would have just been friends with everybody around you. I feel like I kind of was like, I just never gave a shit. And I remember specifically like, and this is so weird to say, but I was working at a restaurant. Um, and there was a girl I went to high school with that we ended up working together. It's like after high school. And she made a comment saying like, you were one of the popular people that was actually nice to other, like to other people. And I was like, man, like, that's actually really sad to hear that. Like other people just weren't like that. And not to say that I was you know, the shit, but like, I just genuinely, I don't care if you're purple or red or green. Like I'm, if you're cool, I fuck with you. That's right. It's a vibe. It's, it's all about the vibe, right? It is about the vibe. Yeah. I feel like that's why we're friends. That's <laughs> it's why, about the vibe. Definitely why we're <laughs> friends. Yes. Um, okay. So talking about like high school and that, did you ever go through like a rebellious phase? Like did, what, okay. What's the most rebellious thing that you've ever done? Hmm, okay. Well, rebelling against like who or what? Ooh, anything, either like school or like administration or like your parents or like anything. Like what is the craziest thing that like sticks out in your mind? Mm, I think like when it comes to my parents, they're very chill. Um, When it came to school, they knew I got good grades. They didn't, not that they didn't care that I was out partying. Like my mom for sure knew. Like my mom was the cool mom. So like we lived across the street from my high school. And so everyone would come over. Like my place was the spot. Aww. And my mom was like the mom. Cause she would always like give my friends boy advice, like make us food. Like she was the shit. Um, she was very chill. She for sure knew that I was like partying. I don't know if I truly had like a rebellious phase because she was just like, pretty chill. You never had um, to rebel. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I'm sure she might disagree. I'm sure like, you know, we all go through that phase where you're like too cool for your parents and whatever. So I for sure went through that. But in terms of like being rebellious, I think I just like, I loved to party. Okay. And it was never like unhealthy. Like I, I have never struggled with addiction. Thank goodness. Like that's never been an issue for me, but like, I loved to party. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I had a great time. Honestly, thinking back to high school, like I wouldn't change. The only thing I would change is maybe like not being so self-conscious, but everything else, like I had a blast. Did you have like a curfew or anything when you (laughs) were going through high school? No. Like there was some times where my mom was like, Hey, maybe like not come home at 3am. But at the same time, like she always knew where I was. I was very open. So I don't know, like I didn't really have a curfew. And she was also working very hard, like not super late, but like later into the evening. So by the time she got home, I'd already be out with friends. Like it was whatever. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) We had very different high school experiences. I had very like strict parents. Interesting. So it was very much like, you know, during the week, like you were home and in bed by 9 p.m., you know, even at like 16, 17 years old, like 9 p.m. And then on the weekends, it was like 11 and no drinking, like nothing. It was not tolerated. Even after like graduating from high school, I had lived on my own for a little while. And Mm -hmm. then I had moved home for like temporarily. 
And, uh, yeah, I even had a curfew then. And I'm like, but I've lived <laughs> on my own. Like, I'm a whole ass adult now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that didn't last long. I moved out again pretty quick. But <laughs> So, did you, like, okay, I'm curious because for me, like, I don't have kids. But I know that there are certain things that I want to do for my kids. Like, I want to be really open. I think, okay, I feel like I maybe gave the wrong impression with my mom in terms of, like, me drinking and partying. Like, she obviously didn't condone that. Um, but she knew, like you're going to know when your teenage daughter is like, yes, you know what I mean? You're going to know. Um, I think for me, when I become a parent, I want to be, I would rather my kid call me and be like, I need to ride home instead of getting in the car with a drunk driver or trying to hide things from me. So in your experience, were you like more rebellious because you had all these like strict rules? Okay. Interesting. So I appreciate the way that your, your parents did things because I feel like they gave you the opportunity to, um, sort of make your own mistakes and and learn your own, you know, Mm -hmm. things. And I think that that's really important in those like formative years. And I feel like, yeah, I I think that I did, you know, rebel a lot just because I felt so um, just confined. And like, I love my parents. Like I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not throwing shade. Everybody parents the way that they, you know, need to parent. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think, you know, for my kids, I, I definitely have inherited some of the like, strictness but it's something that I'm aware of because I don't want my kids to feel like they have to just be in line all the time I want them Mm -hmm. to know that I trust them because I do they're great kids I want them to know that I trust them and I want them to know that they can have experiences and come to me to talk about them at the end of the day so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I I love that I think that it's like you have to do that with your kids they have to learn how to live in the real world and have those experiences so that's amazing. I, I literally want my kid to be like, okay, mom, I want to get drunk or I want to try smoking weed for the first time. Like I want them to tell me. Yeah. I want them to also tell me like, you know, I'm thinking of maybe having sex for the first time. Like, should I get on birth control? Like, what is this? You know, I want that. I want them to feel safe to come to me for that. I don't want to be like, oh, what are you talking about? Like you're too young. Cause regardless, if I say, no, you can't do that. They're just going to go do it, but behind my back. It might prolong it a little bit. They might like hesitate a little longer, but at the end of the day, they're going to do it. So I'd rather equip you with what you need to make sure you're going to be fine because I can't control what they do out there when they leave my door, you know? That's right. Yeah, you'd rather have it happen, you know, in your own roof. Like if you're, like you say, if they're going to drink or if they're going to smoke pot, yeah, you want to be able to monitor and to watch and to make sure that they are safe and yeah. and happy and not just like smoking and so Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, no, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, but anyways, moving on. I know. I'm like, <laughs> like, this is a fun podcast, damn it. Um, <laughs> I've been having a great time. I don't know about you. Same, but... ditto. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a blast. I'm having a ton of fun. <laughs> um, tell us about Glenn because relationship goals obviously everything that I see posted online is like so cute and what we all like strive to have with our significant others so tell us about Glenn um how did you meet Uh, okay so I'm a tinderella this is really (laughs) did I I didn't know that I swear I've told you before no tinder no you didn't tell me about tinder okay so here's the thing we weren't like we didn't like have a whole lot of conversation there it was basically like we matched he like had asked for my number. I gave it to him. And then I literally deleted the app like two days later. Cause I was like, this is not like, I didn't care for it. It was more so like when I got on there, I was like, I just want attention. I want guys to tell me I'm cute. And that's it. Like I didn't care. So whatever. He ended up having my number. And then one night he asked me what I was doing. I was going to Teo's on Cordon, which is like a loungy club type vibe with my girlfriends. And I was like, oh, this is what I'm doing tonight. Not an invite, but he showed up with Danilo, who is now one of my closest <laughs> friends. He edits this podcast, but he shows up. I was like, you are weird. Um, but that's how we met. So I'm, I, I guess you could say I'm a Tinderella. Okay. Love it. And let me tell you about Glenn. He's like, he's the best partner, but when I, okay, I don't want there to be this like misconception that we're perfect, amazing, happy, like we're amazing and happy. We're not perfect. And especially in the first like couple years of our relationship, there was a lot of bumps in the road. Like I, when I met him, I feel like shortly after that, I ended up going through like the darkest period in my life. So I was not a super fun person to be around. Like it was just a lot. Um, 
Fast forward to now though, like he, everyone loves Glenn. All my friends want to also be his girlfriend, which is great for him. Like I would love that. I'll share because everyone needs a Glenn. He's just like, he's so sweet. He's thoughtful. We're both like, we both own our own businesses. He's been the best support system, but to be honest, like Glenn is an individual. He's amazing. But I think where the real happiness came in for me was when I like was happy with myself. And when I literally like, I do love myself. I know I bring so much to the table. Like I'm, I'm confident in who I am. So I think that's where our relationship flourished because I was like, okay, I'm good. I don't need you to make me happy, but like, of course he makes me way happier. Um, and I think we're both just like, we've been together for like, I think like six years, actually don't even know. I think six or going on six. And like, we still very much treat each other, like how we did when we first started dating. So like, we'll, well, like we always tell each other, we appreciate each other. I still say thank you when he takes out the garbage, like just every little thing. Um, if I pick up groceries, he always says, thank you. We still make a point to go on dates. I still like to go out with friends and like have a good time. I think like just all of the things that we enjoyed at first are things that we've really continue to do now. So I feel like that's why like things are so good. I mean, also, obviously I just lucked out. Like I truly like I still like miss him, even though we live together. So gross, but I still miss him when he's at work or like when I've had a busy week. Like I, yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's very (laughs) sweet. No, he's definitely a keeper. He seems like a really sweet guy and you guys seem very well matched. Yeah. What would you say is like your absolute favorite quality? The thing that you love the most about him? I would probably say his, okay, it has to be two things, but they kind of are like the same. I would say his kindness and his patience because not only is he like amazing to me, because that's one thing, like, you know, obviously when you love someone or you're attracted to someone, you're going to naturally be extra nice, but he's genuinely this nice. Okay, not this nice, but you know, (laughs) he's genuinely so nice to everybody else. Like he will hold the door for anyone. Doesn't matter who you are. Like he will go above and beyond for people. And I think also just, he's super patient. Like that's one thing he's taught me is that I'm very like, not anymore, but before I was very like, shit needs to get done right now. Or like, I didn't want to deal with like people being in a snarky mood because they were going through something. Like I always took it very personally, whereas he's very just patient and he can kind of see like, okay, you need a moment, you know? So I think those are like the things I love most. (laughs) Hear that, Glenn? She yeah, I know, him. right? Um, okay, so like where, okay, what's the 10-year plan? Like where do you and him see yourselves together in 10 years? Okay, in 10 years, I see us in a big-ass mansion. I see us with a super cute puppy. Aww. I mean, maybe kids. Like this is the weirdest thing. I know I want them. We want them. It's just like I can't, I'm very selfish right now. Like I love our life. So that's even hard to picture, but maybe a kid um we're definitely going to be traveling a lot his business is going to be totally like I don't have already have taken off at that point um just very happy and I think too when I think of like our success and our life together being happy I always think of like how we're going to serve others and like help others so I definitely see myself like being able to provide for our families and like just hey Sam it's your birthday you want to go to Hawaii for a week like I just want all the good vibes. It's not even about the money. It's just like the feeling that we're going to have when we get there. And I'm just so excited. Like, I don't even, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of things that I I see for the future, but the main things definitely is like, yeah, big ass mansion. I don't care if that seems materialistic. That's what I want. We want to be in LA. We want to be traveling and we want to just be like living our best lives with our friends and family. That's it. <laughs> I just want to put on record that Taylor just said she was going to take me to Hawaii. So. <laughs> it's happening that's what I heard but all the rest (laughs) sounds really good too um so like in terms of like business because you guys are both so business savvy obviously um do you believe in like having a level of success that you would be content with or do you always believe sort of in like breaking the roof or breaking the ceiling and just going up and up that's an interesting question because I feel like 
there's like two parts to that for me. I feel like one, I'm very happy with where we're at. I've learned to like be very happy with the moment because all that exists is right now. Um, so for me, I've learned the art of like being very happy with where I am, but also wanting more in a a good and healthy way. So for me, I feel like the sky's the limit. I want to break every ceiling. I don't think there will ever be a point in my business or with my Instagram or the podcast or anything where I'm like, Oh, X amount of streams. Okay. I've done it. My job's done or X amount of followers. Okay. That's it. Like I'm always going to want to do better. And that's just always how I've been with every single thing. Even when I'm super happy, I'm like, Oh, well, how can I be happier? You know, like, I don't think that's ever going to stop, but I do think I'm now in a good place where like, I truly love where I'm at. So I'm going to love every stage. It's not that I'm going to be like, Oh, you know, this is not good enough. I need to go harder, further, whatever. Um, yeah. I love that. No, that's a great answer. That's a great. And that's totally you. Like I, I knew the answer before I even asked you because I'm like, no, she is going to say yes to everything that comes along in her life. Yeah. And yeah, you're going to do amazing things. Um, and I love that for you guys. You guys are such a great couple. So thank you're doing you. it together. Um, okay. So do you have like a relationship deal breaker? Like what is something that would be like, now you've been together all these years. Is there anything that could come along that would just be like, okay, no, we can't continue this. Yeah. If Glenn cheats on me, his balls are coming (laughs) off and I'm done. (laughs) I'm fully done. That is okay. Literally my one condition, like he could literally, I mean, obviously I'm not giving him permission to go do this and I wouldn't do it either. He could literally spend all of our money and go gamble it away. And like, claim bankrupt at bankruptcy. I don't even know what the term is, but I could forgive him for that and move on from that. If he cheats on me, it's game over. I will never trust you again. That is just like, that is my deal breaker. Um, I mean, obviously in any relationship, Glenn would never do this, but just like, you know, if things got physically abusive or whatever, like those are kind of my deal breakers. I feel like everything else almost can be worked on. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. You can always get yourself out of debt, but yeah, you're right. Once somebody cheats or once somebody lays a hand, there's really no yeah. going back. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So are you ready to play <laughs> a little game with me? Oh my gosh. Yes. This is what I'm really excited for. Okay. I, yes. It's going to be a ton of fun. So it's called deal breaker or just fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're amazing. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So they are, your partner is, and not Glenn. We're not talking about you, Glenn. Okay, this is like... Just in general. Okay. Um, they are best friends with their ex. Your partner tells you it's platonic, but you can tell the ex still wants your mans. Deal breaker or just fucking annoying? Deal breaker. Ew. Okay. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So like, but like, what if your partner is like, like swears up and down, like, okay, nothing is going on, but we're just like super good buds and I'm keeping it like totally legit on my end no okay that's it <laughs> no. like, you're just like out like bouncing. no thanks peace okay. out you don't want that drama no okay it'd be different if like just kidding no <laughs> no I was trying to All be right. nice but no okay <laughs> done um okay they don't like your bestie him um and don't want you to hang out with them without him around deal breaker or just fucking annoying Okay, oh, now I seem so extreme. That's a deal breaker because I just feel like that is just too... Here I am saying it's controlling when I'm saying you can't be friends with your ex. But I do think it's like weird. Like I would never... Unless, let's say my partner had a really good reason. So let's say my bestie was always getting me to like do drugs or like spend way too much money or like turn me into a not good version of myself. Then I could maybe... I could see that. But I think just like in general, if my partner is like, I don't like your bestie. Like you can only hang out when I'm there. I feel like that's a deal breaker for me. I just don't like people telling me what to do. It's a tough one, right? Because then it's a fine line of like, okay, so they don't want you to hang out with your best friend. Then all of a sudden it's your sister and then it's your mom and, you know, and then you're just like secluded. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you for sure. Deal breaker. (laughs) Um, Okay. You really like the dude, but when he invites you over to his place, you find out that he's a huge slob. Deal breaker or just fucking annoying? I would say just fucking annoying because Glenn was pretty gross when we first moved in together. (laughs) but he's he's better now actually he's great now I just think like yeah just fucking annoying just fucking annoying. yeah okay yeah so you fall in love but then you find out your partner is someone who makes mean comments to strangers on the internet deal or just fucking annoying 
just fucking annoying, but like how bad are the comments? Like mean, like nitpicking, like appearance, like just going for the jugular. Okay, I would still say just fucking annoying because I feel like that can maybe be worked on. I always think like internet trolls have some issues going on with themselves. So like maybe, but definitely a red flag. Okay. All right. So it's like not a deal breaker at this point, <laughs> but we're going to revisit. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put a pin in it and come yeah. back to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one more. He calls his mother three times a day and talks for an hour each time. Deal breaker or just fucking annoying? So that's like three hours a day. Three hours a day? To his mother. Um, okay. Am I an asshole for saying that's a deal breaker? That's a deal breaker. I feel like that's a little much. Yeah. Like if he's calling anyone for three hours a day every day, I feel like that's a, a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Right? It happens. What's that show? Do you watch that show? I, I love a mama's boy. No. Oh my gosh. I keep getting these things on my Facebook feed <laughs> and it's like these grown men who are just like obsessed with like pleasing their mothers like every oh, whim no and these poor women that they're engaged to or like dating just have to deal with the mother and yeah that's where this question came from because I was like oh my god like that would be a deal breaker yeah that's too sure. much I want all the attention not all of it but a lot of it all of it all <laughs> yeah. of it yes. all of it Glenn knows all of it <laughs> okay so I've got a couple of question sort of scenarios for you oh gosh okay okay okay. (laughs) so I sort of want like your so these are like you know pretend like hypothetical people but Mm -hmm. give your best advice here okay Mm -hmm. so situation a you (laughs) you're so funny (laughs) I found this whole thing out I'm like really loving this thank you um you've been dating somebody for two years and are madly in love then one night at a party, his drunken friend reveals that they had that he had been seriously stalking you for quite some time before you met. He basically inserted himself into your life under false pretenses, but you love him and up until now have felt really good about where things were heading. What do you do next? Whoa, that's a good one. I know. Um, okay, well, my first thought went to the series You on Netflix. <laughs> yes. Is that like um do you still continue to date the guy you're in love with him it's been two years but he stalked you like he watched you outside of work to see like your habits he he knows like what time you leave in the morning what time you come home he like introduced himself to you at starbucks because he knew you were showing up there my god as i'm drinking starbucks oh my god um but then you get together and you're happy and he's attentive and loving and there have been no other red flags. What do you do? I don't think I could deal with that. I think it's like just a, like, I feel like it could snowball. And then what if he becomes obsessed with someone else? Or what if we fight or I like spend too much time with my bestie and then he wants to kill me? Like, I don't know. I feel like that's too much. No, he would kill your bestie. He wouldn't kill you. <laughs> yeah. He would, like, if we're going by like as you references, I mean, he's going to kill your bestie. Oh, no, I can't do that. But then what do you do? Like, how do you get out of that? That's a great question. A I would peace out. Yeah. You'd be out of there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Would you like go like straight for like restraining order at that point? Because I feel like if he's like stalking you, you need to be careful. I would like fly somewhere else. Oh, like, okay. Go, yeah. <laughs> just, okay. Yeah. Just like fake your own death and then. Oh man, I don't want to fake my death. I would just like peace out. And then. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I feel like I failed that question. <laughs> Shit. No, you're doing all the right things. You're doing all the right things. Okay. Next question. Your best friend comes to you and tells you she's committed a serious crime that could send them away for life. Now you're an accessory after the fact. Do you go to the police or do you keep the secret and why? Oh my God, you're exposing me. Okay, so you're my bestie. So if you came up to me mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and told me you committed a serious crime, I would have your back. Really? I I, yeah. I would not have your back. <gasps> you wouldn't? I would be ratting you out like this. Okay, well, it depends. Like, what is the crime? Though? Like, did you kill someone? Like, yes, it's like a, oh. it's a serious crime. It's like murder or like something like really, not just like, no. Like, if you like robbed a bank or like, or like whatever. I okay. I think I could probably keep that secret. Okay. No, but okay. If you're like straight up murdering people, I'm ratting you out so fast. Okay, for me, it depends. Because like, if you, so like, let's say you had a stalker guy who followed you outside of work and stalked your habits and this and that. And then he tried to kill you, but you killed him. I 
Oh, but then it's tough. I don't know. I think if you like robbed a bank or you did something super shady or crazy like that, I would keep your secret. But if you killed someone, I feel like that's a whole different like category. Because then you're on the hook for that too, right? Like if somebody yeah. confesses to you, you're, you're, okay. Now does, does time matter? Like say I came to you and I was like, Taylor, I have to tell you like 20 years ago, I killed a kid that I went to school with. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say kid. <laughs> I'm really old. I'm old enough for this to be a thing. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. You're not old. <laughs> okay. I should say. When I was like, you know, a 18 year old grown adult, I killed somebody. Um, here's my secret and here's how it went down. But it's like, this is now, you know, 13, 14 years ago or whatever. Um, does time make a difference at all? Because it didn't happen super recently. Like, are you kind of just like, okay, that was like a really long time ago. Like, we're just not going to talk about it again. Or is it just as fresh as if it happened? I mean, like, okay, I'm putting myself in like, the victim's shoes like does their family not know like obviously not right well I don't know it's your hypothetical question (laughs) damn it this is how okay if you killed someone unless it was legit self-defense like let's say you were in like a really bad abusive relationship for like 10 years and you finally just had enough and then whatever I feel like I could like maybe handle that but I feel like if you just killed someone just because, I'd be like, you're a crazy bitch. And I would also be like, are you going to kill me? Or like, are you going to get mad? And ju-? like, I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. So I feel like I would rat you out if it was like that. If it was like a self-defense situation, I would encourage you to, to go and like, you know, talk about what happened. But if you robbed a bank, I would have your back. But I'd be like, give me a cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm keeping your secret. I need a mill. Yeah. Splitsies for yeah. sure. Yeah. No, I agree with you. If it was something like that. I can, I can keep that secret. That's not, like, <laughs> nobody's been injured or hurt by this. Totally. It's not, but yeah, if you, like, if you killed anybody, then you're just, you're done for. I'm sorry. No loyalty. <laughs> Good to know where we stand. Yeah. But I love you. I would come visit you in jail. Aw. Yeah. Would you bring me Starbucks in jail? Always. Okay, always. well, then, I mean, I guess it's kind of fine. Yeah. Like, I could bring you, like, cute little things to decorate your cell and, like, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. well, just for the record, I have not killed anyone. I'm not going to jail for any reason, so we're good. Okay, I just won't tell you my secrets. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Shit. Okay, the, I know why you're asking me these questions now. Yeah, I'm just, just like, to I'm play testing field. the waters a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so some, so a little while ago, you had posted, like, a questions story on your Instagram asking for people to submit their questions for you, what they wanted yep. to know. Um, so one of your frisky friends wants to know how your sex life is. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's amazing. Oh, good. I love it. It's interesting. It's fun. Like, I feel like I'm probably the horniest I've been. Okay. I think that because I know I'm going for surgery and I like, won't be able to get it on for like two months. Well, I've kind of figured out some loopholes. <laughs> That's oh, another story. Um, That's another podcast. It's another <laughs> podcast. We'll, we'll chat, but, um, yeah, it's great. That's all I'm going to all I'm gonna say it's lovely good. shout out to Glenn okay yeah. good job Glenn I'm clapping for you um okay so the next question was regarding a podcast that you did a little while ago mm-hmm. um about toxic friendships and somebody was asking did your friend respect your decision to cut them out and do they still try to contact you okay well for anyone who hasn't listened to that episode that is my juiciest episode, you need the 411 on that. So it's called, I think it's just literally called the toxic friendships episode. Listen to that before you hear me answer this. Um, long story short, wait, what was the question? If, if, (laughs) if they respected the decision? Yes. Okay. Um, we never had a conversation about it. Well, that's a lie. When I was on my trip, I had told this person that I was not down to like be friends anymore. Um, prior to me leaving. But then we had talked a bit when I came back. So I was kind of just on the fence, whatever. Um, in terms of like me actually deciding, no, I don't want to be friends with your crazy ass. Um, they, I don't know if they respected it or not. Cause we never had a conversation. Um, they have not tried to contact me, but they are lurking in my stories. So I know they're still, um, feeling some type of way clearly, but yeah, I think that like, I know this isn't even part of the question, but I think if they actually reached out to me wanting to know why, just to know why, I would probably tell them because I would hope that moving forward, they're going to be better, but I would not like 
that doesn't mean I'm opening it up to friendship again ever um, at all. I would just want to tell them for their personal growth. I also have had a friend um, cut me out without saying anything. And I just literally had, well, I, I do know why it's a whole other thing. Um, nothing that I did, but you know, I didn't, I didn't think that was nice. (laughs) So I would give that person at least an explanation, but I wouldn't even open it up for conversation. So you are willing to give the closure, just not a potential friendship again. Just so that they can grow personally. Because I mean, some of the shit is crazy. Yes, it is. (laughs) Um, Okay. Do you have any advice for somebody wanting to start a business? Yes, I would say there's a lot of different layers with this, but my number one thing, we were talking about this off air, like right before we recorded, is just jump before you're ready. I think that a lot of people really want everything to be perfect. They think there's going to be a perfect time or a perfect amount of money in their bank to do this and invest in this and all these things. I think there's never going to be a perfect time. Well, I won't say never, but I just think there's always going to be something else going on. There's always going to be a reason if you're looking for it to not move forward. So I just think do it before you're ready. Like for me, I had no idea how to be a social media manager when I took on my first client. I just knew I trusted myself enough to learn. I knew I had a bit of background. And so I figured it out and I didn't disappoint. Um, I think that would be my biggest piece of advice. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I love that. You are the most business savvy person that I know. And I would take advice from you any day, all day, because you are just doing big things. Um, so the next one is how are you so confident? Oh my gosh. That's a funny question because I, I was not always confident. I think that I was very confident in myself always as a person, maybe not so much my appearance, but I kind of was like here and there. Um, I think I went through a period of time where I was very insecure about everything. So how I looked, my personality, how I react to things, because I was just not in a good place mentally. Now, though, I definitely know I bring good shit to the table. I know that I'm a good person and I know I've worked really freaking hard to get where I'm at, just in terms of like, not even business, I guess that too, but like just me as a person, I've gone to so much therapy. I've done so much shadow work, so much journaling, like just everything I could possibly do to be the best version of myself. So I feel like that's why I'm confident, but also what you focus on expands no matter what it is. It could be positive or negative, neutral, what you focus on expands. Think of like when you're thinking of buying a new car and you have this ideal in your head, you see them driving around everywhere or you have like a cut on your finger and you're focusing on it all the time. And now all of a sudden you're hitting it on everything, right? Because you're just thinking about it. For me, like I want to focus on the things I love about myself, whether that's appearance wise or not, because then that just kind of is what I see. I don't want to focus on my imperfections. They're there, but like, should I focus on them? No. Um, I think there's a fine line though, when it comes to like personal development and growth and all of that, like I do have to obviously acknowledge that there's things I want to work on. There will always be, but in terms of the everyday, like I just want to focus on what I love about myself, even driving here. Cause I had a moment this morning. I was like, Oh, I feel like I look gross. And then I was driving. I was like, I love my nails. Yes. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I just want to focus on that stuff. I don't want to tear myself down in the mirror anymore, but thank you to, I don't even remember who asked me that question, but thank you for like noticing that or thinking that I'm confident (laughs) no that's like yeah it's a great question and you you do exude confidence right which is which is half the battle right like even if you're just having a bad day or having a bad like self-image day or whatever it is finding one thing to appreciate about appreciate about yourself is so important yeah and so yeah we have to remind ourselves of that right um so do you still get like anxiety on a, like a day-to-day, like how do you deal with the anxiety? Um, I don't get anxiety on a day-to-day basis anymore. It used to literally be multiple times a day or all day and just like so heavy. Now though, I've really done so much work on myself that I, I'm not struggling with that as much anymore. It does come up, especially with the surgery thing. I was having anxiety attacks for like three weeks, just freaking out about it. Um, I feel like this is a whole separate conversation, but basically I just had to learn how to like switch my mindset with the help of our dear friend, Melissa. She's a self-love coach and she literally changed the game. When I told her that she was like, oh, well you had to put in the work, like you had to be open to it. So I guess it's both of us, but like really it just all comes down to mindset. I think like there was a point in time where I couldn't handle it, 
but now I'm not there anymore, which is really nice. Yes. Well, good. And yeah, we should totally give a shout out to Melissa. Where do we find her on Instagram? At Melissa Lee Kissel. I will link her in the show notes because if you guys are struggling with dark thoughts or just like anything to do with self-love, you need to hit her up because she is, she literally changed the game for me in this whole surgery. Like I have been so calm this week compared to freaking out for the last three weeks. And that was just one visit with her. She's lovely. She's amazing. Just one of the best humans that you could meet. (laughs) Um, Okay. So that wraps up the questions that I had sort of from like your Instagram followers and my questions, but I have one more to wrap up our interview. Are you ready for it? I'm so ready to end off things here. So would you rather fight one horse sized duck (laughs) or 100 duck sized horses? Okay. First of all, like, how do you even, (laughs) I love this. Um, and I could tell when you're about to read this question that it was going to be ridiculous because you're smiling so big. Um, I feel like a bunch of little ones because like you could kick that you shit. You could just knock them off. You could, yeah, you could knock them out. But like a big one, like, I don't know. But a hundred, like when you are envisioning like a hundred, a <laughs> hundred duck-sized, duck-sized horses. horses. Like that's a lot of duck-sized horses. And I feel like they could like overtake you. Whereas if you're fighting one horse-sized duck, like if you just got like a really good like kick in the nads or something. That would still scare me. I'd rather have the little guys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you heard it here first, guys. 100 (laughs) duck-sized horses for Taylor. (laughs) So that is all I have. Amazing. Well, I just had so much fun. Me too. I felt like we were literally sitting here on our Starbucks date and just shooting the shit. I loved that. I love that you had a little game. Yes. We need to do more of that. We will definitely be doing more of that. You heard it here first. Anyways, thank you so much for today. That was so much freaking fun. Can you plug yourself? I haven't even talked. I mean, everyone knows about your business at this point because I plug you all the time because I'm obsessed with you. But do you want to like tell people where to find you, how to book with you? Do you want to tell people how Brazilians don't hurt with you? (laughs) Like pimp yourself out. I mean, I don't know where that comes from. I mean, please (laughs) take that with like a slight grain of salt because I don't want people thinking that Brazilians don't hurt. Okay. It's like slightly uncomfortable. They're like a little bit uncomfortable, but there's definitely like different techniques that you can use to make them like less uncomfortable. So for sure, that's what I try and do. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Lemon Sugar Bar, um, Facebook, Lemon Sugar Bar and Aesthetics. And I have a website too, lemonsugarbar.ca, but I'm easy to find. Yeah, I'll link everything for Sam in the show notes. You guys will know how to find her if you even visit my Instagram because I talk about her all the time. But yeah, this was so much fun. Stay tuned for some exciting projects that we have in the works. That's all I'll say about that. And if you want to keep up with the Tiny Moments podcast, you can find new episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. And if you want to hang out with me on Instagram, you can follow at Taylor Francisco. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next week. Bye.